Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. On Money in the Market today, we'll take a look at how banks perform this year. Rising interest rates have boosted the banking sector, so how much did our local banks benefit? Joining us on the phone to take a closer look at the year our local lenders have had is Thilan Rukamasinghe, head of research at Maybank Securities Singapore. Thilan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Having me. Thank you for joining us today. So you know in. Inflation, rising interest rates, how have they affected banks this year? If you look at the banks, they've all actually benefited from the rising interest rate cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at just third quarter alone, we saw net interest margins expanding around 32 basis points for DBS, around 40 for UOB, mm-hmm. and a big 54 basis points for OCBC. Uh, the costs have also increased uh, mm-hmm. because of the tight labor conditions as well as inflation, but the higher top line has more than offset this. Mm. And you mentioned those uh, third quarter results and you know all the three local banks here in Singapore reported record results there in the third quarter would you say 2022 was a good year for banks? I believe so. Um, We are seeing ROEs for the sector reaching levels that we haven't seen in a long Mm -hmm. time. In the case of DBS alone, ROEs could reach the highest level it has had in its history. Mm. Of course a large part of this is the windfall from the fast rate hikes that we've seen Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's been the fastest in the past sort of four decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, there's nothing called a free lunch. We need to be cautious about asset quality going into this sort of recessionary environment. Mm-hmm. I think the phrase, there's no free lunch, is something that I'm hearing so often these days. But how were the bank shares performing this year? The banks have all outperformed the Straits Times Index. Mm-hmm. Uh, UOB has outperformed the most, uh, followed by OCBC and then DBS. I think the market has generally been giving a premium to mm-hmm. the Southeast Asian exposures that these banks have. Mm-hmm. Um, as a way of mitigating some of the uh, North Asia risks, uh, which have generally been uh, under COVID lockdowns, mm-hmm. although that's something that's changing uh, now. Uh, Southeast Asia for most of this year has been uh, seeing a pretty decent growth, particularly from the reopening tailwind. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about you know the banks one by one, and let's start with DBS. Uh, in your point of view, how did DBS perform this year? DBS has outperformed the index, but marginally. Uh, it had a much stronger performance in 2021. Partly, I think it's because of their North Asia exposure. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, to note is that they're in the process of integrating two banks, Lakshmi Villas in India, as well as the Citibank franchise in Taiwan. So that also adds a little bit of uncertainty. Overall, though, DBS has some very strong capital ratios. Mm-hmm. And we think they will actually go easy on M&A, uh, particularly going forward into the media term uh, as they'll be quite busy integrating what they have already bought. But overall, uh, this should improve their ROEs and also actually improve their dividend outlook. Mm, Okay. And what was the most notable for OCBC for you? I think they've benefited from the exposure to Southeast Asia Mm -hmm. and their ability to deliver some of the strongest net interest margins so far this year. Uh, Also, there's a bit more clarity in terms of how they plan to grow regionally under their new CEO. The overhang, though, is their capital ratios, which are quite high. There's very limited visibility on how they will be utilized, whether mm-hmm. they'll do M&A or whether they'll actually pay dividends. Mm-hmm. Now, based on what they do, uh, there could be very different outcomes in terms of valuations as well as on 
outperformance. Mm-hmm. And finally, what about UOB? They've had a very strong outperformance this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think it's largely because of their Southeast Asian exposure, you know, propelled by the reopening tailwinds. They've also invested in Citibank's retail franchises in a number of their core Southeast Asian markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, a successful integration here uh, could actually give a nice little uplift to their net interest margins further. Uh, one of the key areas that I found quite interesting uh, was they actually announced their net zero targets for emissions this mm. year, uh, as well as very clear uh, interim targets for 2030 uh, on, under their sustainability strategy. Uh, I think this will actually be a competitive advantage for them going forward. Mm-hmm. Only DBS so far had released targets like this. Right, right. And out of all of these, of course, you know, the interest rates, the rising interest rate have benefited. But, you know, as we head to 2023, we've, we're hearing that the U.S. Fed may slow their pace of rate hikes now. And when U.S. Fed, you know, when they started tightening their path, a lot of other central banks across Asia also tightened their monetary path as well. So what can we expect the outlook to look like for banks next year, especially with the U.S. Fed to slow their pace of rate hikes now? You're right. So I think we are expecting slower rate hikes going into next year. But I think the net interest margin uplift will continue especially because portfolios take some time to reprice. And we also have to note the fact that the Fed is not cutting rates. They will still continue to increase rates. So I think the margin expansion will be there, but it will be slower, especially given the sort of high base that has been established this year. Uh, We do expect loan growth, though, to slow. Uh, although they will still remain positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the sectors will be impacted by the recessionary environment, but other sectors will still benefit from uh, reopening. Uh, if China reopens, that's going to be a very strong uh, tailwind uh, for all three of the banks. Mm-hmm. Non-interest income this year has been fairly uh, slow and I think that'll that can make a comeback if market conditions stabilize going into next year. Overall though the major area that we're worried about is asset quality. Mm. Uh, so far non-performing loans have been generally benign uh, but this may not be the case if global growth starts to slow, interest rates remain high. This could put pressure on corporates especially the SMEs as well as some of the uh, retail borrowers as well. So that's an area we will be watching. You mentioned earlier about China's reopenings affect on banks. How would China's reopening affect banks? I think if we do see uh, uh, momentum coming back into Chinese economic growth mm-hmm. uh, with the reopening, I think that will be quite uh, quite positive and I think that you, you probably will have support for a much more friendly environment for deals and more transactions happening mm-hmm. which will of course have a, have a positive impact on non-interest income as well. So I think if you do have China reopening plus the reopening that has that Southeast Asia is going through, uh, that will have a positive impact on the bank. Mm. And just another follow-up here. If, let's say, next year we see some recessionary environment here in Singapore, how would that affect banks? I think the key to watch out for is asset quality. I think as growth slows, and particularly in a high interest rate environment, mm-hmm. that can put pressure on margins for a lot of companies, particularly the SME segment, um, as well as some uh, individual borrowers who may have overextended themselves. 
Mm-hmm. So that's an area that, uh, you know, banks will need to uh, proactively start provisioning for. And I think as as you start to see the provisioning cycle coming back and increasing, that will have an impact on overall earnings. Mm. And finally, just one quick question. Do you have any advice for investors looking into investing in bank shares? I think overall as a sector, you know, mm-hmm. they've got some of the strongest balance sheets out there. They've got very strong capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I said, the growth on their earnings earnings side will still remain positive uh, supported by net interest margin as well as the potential for non-interest income to come back. Mm -hmm. So within that context, I think the banks um, will provide uh, quite good earnings visibility but Mm -hmm. also dividend visibility. And I think overall on the yield side, these banks will continue to support uh, dividend growth. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Thilan, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. We've been speaking with Thilan Wickramasinghe, head of research at Maybank Securities Singapore. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.